Hello everyone, welcome to episode 603 of Cold Wave Soundcheck. I'm Aaron Pollock. This season we're chatting with the performers of the Cold Wave 6 Festival in Chicago, September 29th, 30th, and October 1st. Friday at Metro, the XR, Stabbing Westward, Cold Cave, Drive Majesty, Ackerman Nation, Damon, and Replicant. Later that night, Smart Bar will be the Gothicals and Curse Mackey. Saturday at Metro, the XR, Front 242, Severed Heads, Assemblage 23, Static Bloom, Leiko, and Green Vosser. Downstairs at Smart Bar, the performers are Bombardier and End User. Then Sunday at Metro, the XR, KMFDM, Ogre, Pankow, Avardensphere, Cyanotic, and Lord of the Lost. For more information and ticket links, head to coldwaves.net. This week we're chatting with Friday Smart Bar performer Brian Grabner. This is The Gossicles. <laughs>
picked up my first drum machine in high school, uh, the Alasis HR-16. During a time when not everybody essentially had high-production techno software in their phones, or even really in their computers, I did a really similar project actually called Sleeping Disorder for a long time. Uh, that was just me and a very small synthesizer. But uh, being a massive fan of industrial music, I eventually moved that into uh, sort of this hybrid comedy uh, industrial thing that we have today. A lot of people see that band name and go, what, what, uh-huh? No, this is stupid. We've uh, been fortunate enough to play a number of larger festivals that through sheer brute force have pushed past that sort of mental block. Yeah, you encounter a lot of resistance. I mean, it doesn't matter how much product you move or how many people come to see your set at the big festival or whatever. You're still kind of putting yourself in the uh, the, the the comedy kids table uh, sometimes. But, um, you know, uh, I, I brought it on a little bit myself, kind of. There's um, Here in Chicago, we just had a preview of the Wax Tracks historical documentary but there was a part in it i almost stood up and punched the air i got so pumped up they were talking about interviewing thrill kill cult one of my favorites of all time talking about this this sort of insane sense of humor that ran throughout a lot of industrial music that uh she'd uh groovy man was talking about how he'd have like these weird satanic people come up to him and tell him about tell him stories about putting his name on the altar and he would just internally roll his eyes being like, do you not get that this is just hilarious? And, you know, Leibach and this kind of, in, this this really sinister, subversive, I can get a little woo-woo sense of humor. And I was like, do you, yes, do you not see what we've been doing for the past 16, 17 years? I got a little bit in the weeds there, but yeah, there is a little bit of a uh, a running start needed if you're going to start uh, in comedy to sort of win people over. One of my favorite things is the song titles. The Cyanotic ones, they just, they crack me up. I thought the CD player was broken, but it was just a Cyanotic song. And then the, the alternate version, I thought the MP3 was badly encoded, but it was just a Cyanotic <laughs> remix. Uh, I was almost done with that CD on which the Cyanotic track appears. And then Sean actually con like found out I was doing another disc and uh, got in touch with me and was like, we've got to do something. I'm like, ah, it's almost done. But like, if you're in it, how about, how about a song about basically trashing you about how it sounds like the CD skipping whenever I listen to your music? And he's like, awesome. I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't think that would work. But uh it ended up being by far the best track on the disc, and uh, then the the MP3 encoded one. That was all. That was all Sean's uh, joke. It's all circumstantial. I um, I mean, I think once you lay down a template for comedy, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot anyway. So, though, uh, but that that one came together pretty ser serendipitously. You incorporate a lot of video game references in your music. Tell me about some of your favorite old school games. And uh, are you still into any of the modern stuff or are you just like the old stuff? My favorite games tend to be the ones that appear in song, such as Ice Hockey, Goonies 2, you know, Contra, River City Ransom. Those are, those are some of definitely my favorites. I, uh, 
the whole video game thing comes from just writing what you know. So like, uh, if I love something enough, it's just it's gonna come out in song anyway. And uh, Nintendo games rank among my favorite things. In terms of the newer stuff, like I I'm doing so many remixes in festivals right now, and like one-offs in Phoenix that uh, I'm not invested in any games except for and here's a comedy bump as well see how i weave this in i'm really into dc legends on my phone which was made by eric Gottesman of comedy industrial titans everything goes cold so it sounds like you're a dc guy do, do you like marvel also love it love it sorry i get we start talking comic books i get fired up i was gonna ask uh, uh, probably an obvious question but how you feel the the marvel cinematic universe stacks up against what dc is trying to do fucking dude it's uh it's 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 like bringing a shitty friend to a party and you have to keep apologizing for him like he's normally not he's just come on mop it up man it doesn't make sense to me if it's only a few years after one of the best comic book movies of all time the dark knight it's just where did all those people go it's it's because your shitty friend started using a different drug that massively altered his personality. And you're like, ah, I don't even know you anymore. Who you got to get into rehab or something, dude, because this is not cool. Like you, you you came home hammered at three in the morning and cranked out Suicide Squad because it was two in the morning. Shithead like. It, uh, it's, but here's my theory. Here's my here's my hope, is that these hor- horrid DC movies are the new Fast and Furious franchise, and they won't start getting good until The Rock shows up, and he is slated to play Black Adam. So you have faith that they can still turn the ship around? Yeah, I mean, I think tatted up Aquaman looks badass, but. If, as we've seen before, if you try to go too dark, it just gets real silly. I have faith that that, I don't know, that, uh, this is gonna, this, this may not, history may not treat this well, but the, the Wonder Woman, tra- Woman trailer looks passable. I think Aquaman might be cool. It's just, it's just the wound left in my heart from Batman versus Superman is so deep that uh, I just don't I just don't know anymore, man.
So tell me about your latest release that you put out. I feel sickle. Um, I I think it's my best. I got some. It's weirding some people out. If I'm being perfectly honest, for a long time, um, and especially in the beginning, the vocals really threw people. I'm kind of like a screamy. I call it tiger squawking guy, and people didn't really know what to do with that. They're like, "Is this punk rock? Is this?" Kermit the Frog getting a parking ticket, like what? And it used to be bad. Like I used to, I would, I'm, I'm. You're interviewing me on what might be the best week of my life, um, with all these festival announcements and stuff. 
so I've been thinking about this. Like in 2000, let's say four or five, I would get not like, like bad emails. I'd get like hate, hateful emails and like YouTube comments and shit. Like you're ruining the scene. I hope you die. And like, and then it just turned into, I don't know what this is. So then I released, I feel sickle, which has some quote unquote traditional gothic elements, but I mixed in a lot of, hard industrial or my inversion thereof like some really suicide commando vocals and stuff and people were like well now i just don't know what this is at all which i think that's great moving on next phase like keeping people in the dark wouldn't you hate it if i just did the same thing over and over and over so this album i'm, I'm just i'm so excited about it um got some great production work on it from Faderhead, reaper uh rotors and how job Manga Drive, I uh, I love it. Like um, I feel sickle is the one to get. A lot of it is uh, in this and uh, the previous album, uh, Squid Icarus, by far the best performing uh, Godsicles album. Zug von Rock of Angel Spit moved to Chicago, basically my best friend. So that's when I started doing really these sort of Angel Spitty things, like really high art album covers and photo shoots and um like yeah we're being silly but there's a really hard edge and undercurrent to it does that make sense here's a bunch of goofy visuals but uh the the chorus will cut you open a lot of influence taken from carl on on these last two albums moving on to cold waves you uh you played with caustic uh the second year uh, and yeah. I feel like I, I've seen you at a bunch of the others. Tell me about what Cold Waves means to you. Dude. Uh, it, I can't, it's, there's so much going on. Like, but you have to understand that, uh, and I'm sorry for the comedy to go dark here, but the fact of it is that it started with my friend killing himself. That's something I can't help but carry with me into this every year. Uh, the logo is his silhouette, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that being said, uh, I thought I would never see Cubanate play. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I thought maybe I'll catch Meat Beat Manifesto one day. I will never see Popple Eat Itself or Prong. What? It's they built this a Chicago finally got its industrial festival. I was sick of flying to Canada all the time. Uh, nothing against Canada. Um, but, you know, we live in the supposedly or we I mean, me and my friends live in this erstwhile industrial capital of the U.S. No festival. We finally got one. And it's insane. Not only that, it's down the street from me. I could walk. All that being said, I never thought I'd see much less share a bill with Pankow, Severed Heads, Front 242, Ogre, what? For me, Jason of Acumen Nation, we're playing the after party, technically, it's in Smart Bar, and which is like downstairs, so like, same thing, right? So he he texts me during the day like, is would this work? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, okay, we'll see, which as you know, means no. And so I'm like, ah, okay, whatever. You know, maybe next year. And then... Like an hour later, I uh, I do the I look at my phone at work when the boss is out of the room, 
Um, you know, you know how I do. I have eight gajillion notifications on Facebook, and I'm like, what? And I just stroll through and see see that banner, and because uh, that's how I found out. And I did a jig. People were like, he either won the lottery or just quit at, at my job. I'm still flying around about it. Smartboard is more of an, uh, a DJ type vibe. So is that going to affect your... Nah, man. We've been in the game uh, for a long time and uh, can adapt uh, chameleon-like to any surrounding. Um, I we We've done you know, science fiction conventions where you give a shout out to all the Klingons and you're playing in the Hiawatha room of a Holiday Inn Express to giant festivals in Europe. We, I just did a, we just did a, a show in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and they had to move the pool table so we could play. Like we've done, we've done a, we've got a lot of range. So uh, smart bar is easy peasy. What else is coming up for you guys? Thank you for reminding me. I just started um, my own record label, kind of, meaning um, when Bandcamp asks you for a label, you make something up. Uh, new on Tiger Squawk Records is uh, Sick Remixes. At the time of this interview, you can pre-order it. It will be available for order when it comes out. I'm so happy about this remix disc. Heroes ner- like Neurotic Fish, E-Craft. The Rain Within, the, the new Bella Morte side project, uh, Null Device, um, Seraphim System. Oh, it's 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 going to be great. Please check out Sick Remixes. Show-wise, holy smokes, it's, uh, it's all over the place. You ready? Uh, comedy Music Festival in Illinois called Thumb Fest. That's going to be great on the 16th of June. 28th to 30th, Calgary Terminus Festival. That's always amazing. 29th will be Cold Waves, and then um, we headline the Beat Cancer Festival in London, England on uh, November 18th.
Bigs the opposition. Pretty guns. On this episode, you heard four fat guys, super scary action figure, I want to eat your brain, and Konami Code 4. The Gothicals can be found at thegothicals.com. Our opening music is Monster Zero by Acumen Nation. Our closing music is Messiah by Splinter Group. Subscribe to the show through Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app with the links found in the show notes. Join us next week as we chat with Scott Fox from Sphere. Our closing segment each week is dedicated to the inspiration for Cold Wave's fallen Chicago musician and sound man Jamie Duffy. Here's Brian again sharing his memories of Jamie. I knew who he was, obviously, because of, like, AccuCrack, but I didn't really know him. And we were playing... Um, there used to be this, like, industrial bar in Chicago called Dark Room. And we were playing with Acumen... I forget which which of the uh, the transformer like iterations of of cyanotic acumen Jamie like it was uh, Jamie was sound checking I think we were opening and he's playing guitar and he um, I didn't really know him at this time and so he's sound checking and he's playing the guitar and it sounds fine um, Darkroom sort of had this shitty mono sound setup. And he goes to the sound guy, uh, give me more in the uh, 5 to 7K range, please. Uh, I think we're a little low on whatever bandwidth and just throws out some numbers. And I'm like, this, get out of here, you idiot. You, you can't tell. Quit showboating for the rest of the bands. And um, the guy does it, and it sounded a million times better. And I was like, oh, oh, you know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, I'm glad I didn't say it out loud.